Hi, I'm Sabina. I'm listening to a Thai football podcast. Welcome to a special bonus episode of a Thai football podcast. A few days ago, I sat down with Kevin Watkin, one of the people involved in Thai league football, the first English language website to deal with the domestic game in Thailand. Kevin talks about his time on the site and the other people who helped him put it all together. Over to Kevin to take up the story. So I moved back to Thailand in 2009 this is my signal would have been my third time living there. And um I think fairly we knew we were going to be moving to Bangkok this time and yeah, fairly early on I stumbled across I don't know one of the English language newspapers with a story about the the new the league and the big boom that it, it with the new teams and that. Because I'd noticed the league previously and it was all you know, those organizations and the military and the universities and didn't really grabbed my interest the first couple of times I'd been in Thailand and suddenly it was like oh there's some place name teams I could get behind here and um, I think the initial the first game I went to was Muang Tong playing uh, Bangkok Glass and I'm, I went along thinking oh, Muang Tong might be being a place name team might be my team until they put something in the paper about wanting to be the Manchester United of Thailand and they went out the door yeah, I think that put a lot um, of people off, actually. I can remember <laughs> that at the time, and uh, yeah, there were quite a few people who found that uh, quite offensive. And, <laughs> and ar- around that, I also, I think, discovered the the Football Siam magazine, and I was sort of, bit, I taught myself to read Thai and speak about Thai my first couple of times I was there, but my experience was like, in somewhere like Bangkok, my second time I was in Pattaya, where people would just see my face and just assume I couldn't speak Thai and speak English to me. So I figured the best way to keep my tie up was to read it. So I started reading that magazine on a weekly basis. And then I discovered that we had that um, Thai language, uh, sorry, Thai football forum in English um, on the internet. And through that, I was yeah, getting into discussions. I, I met Greg at Mung Tong one day, went up and watched a game with him. Um, spending a bit of time trying to find a team to support and I think some of the stuff I was writing um Nigel realized I was quoting Thai Thai language articles he realized I could speak read Thai and so he approached me uh explaining the Thai league football website and wanted to know if I could write write some news stories for him and at the time I was like well I work full-time I've got a young kid but busy and he turned around and said, "Well, we've got the we've got a Twitter account that I barely use." So he asked me if I could at least translate headlines into Twitter, uh, sorry, into tweets in English. And that was basically where it started. Um, I think I eventually did, took over the top, keeping the fixtures and the ta- tables up to date. The fixtures were always fun to keep up to date with the last minute changes and so on. Yeah, nothing's changed. Um, and I think, yeah, the website was originally Nigel and his, I think it was an ex-girlfriend, but I think he still knew her through work or something. Um, I think her name was Sassy. Cassie, wasn't it? Yeah. 
Cassie, yeah. yeah. And um, they had apparently, before I came, they had approached the FAT about um, doing some English language work for the, the official site. And I think they had about three months of work and it fizzled out. And so once I came on board, Nigel went in a couple, I think I went in once with Nigel, but he went in a couple more times to meet with, um, I can't remember the guy's name. It was, wasn't um, wasn't Watery, but it was the other guy, Dr. Witchett. Oh, yeah, yeah, the, the yeah. Thai FA, yeah. Yeah, the FA, um, I think it was in charge of the league, um, to see, you sort of just see if we could get, say, 10,000 baht a month between us, the two or three of us, to produce some English language content. And um, unfortunately, nothing ever came of that one. Um, so, yeah, as I said, I, I started tweeting. I was just taking my um, taking information off a couple. There were a couple of really good Thai sites that covered the league, right down from Premier League, right down to regional leagues. Um, the old CM Sport one and Thai League online. And yeah, I just was happily tweeting away, probably a couple of hours a night, just filling in the news. Um, I think you were, and... you were quite quite prolific at this time, Kevin. I think. I, tweeting I think away, tweeting probably, away a couple of times a night doesn't really do it justice. To, no, it was probably you know, a, no. It would have been a couple yeah. of hours. Right? But, um, <laughs> yeah, I think I think there was sort of to whatever success I had was that was the key to it was just me being prolific. Um, I mean, I I think by the time I finished, like uh, with the site, about five years later, I built up twenty thousand odd followers, which my my some of my friends have told that. Back here in New Zealand, I think it's hilarious because I've never actually got myself a smartphone. I still walk around with one yeah. of those Nokia bricks, but but there, I there I was like on Twitter. With... Twenty twenty thousand is about the population of New Zealand, isn't it? <laughs> Close to it, yeah. <laughs> it would take a few sheep, yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, and then um, I know uh, Nigel got a couple of other people involved. Melky. Um, a Scottish guy we used to I used to run into uh port games but we went to a few other venues around Bangkok together yeah because Mark Malkin um, had his own blog didn't he he had the the Bangkok football blog he did yeah he started up I'm not sure if that came which one came first like but yeah I think we yeah I think Nigel started taking his week asking him if he could take his weekend previews and weekend sub summaries before and after the match days um and then he met uh, Joseph, who's a Thai Australian photographer. Um, asked him if he could take a few photos of games. Um, and then through Joseph, uh, we got Lily, who was also a photographer. Um, Lily had the advantage of actually being a football fan as well. Um, she was a ball fan. Um, and then, yeah, and then we got Matt on board as well. And um, that's Matt, Matt Riley. Matt Riley, yeah. And through, I think, through Joseph. Um, we got uh, we uh, got put in touch with a guy that was based in Bangkok. I think his name was Tony, who revamped the website for us and gave us a much more modern look um, there for a few years. And Matt Matt um, Matt did a lot with Joseph. Um, getting Matt had a lot of contacts through his work with Mong Tong and the latest Supanbury. Um, so he was like he was able to get us interviews with players and they did a few quite um, memorable photo shoots there. As well, I, I, um, I do. I do remember a particular photo shoot with with Micah, where he was. Yeah, was he covered in body paint or something? Body paint, yeah, half yeah, half Welsh flag, <laughs> half Thai flag. Yeah, yeah. I might try and dig some some photographs out and and 
both of those when when this goes out. So <laughs> be yeah, prepared. And, uh, Met, Met also, I think Matt's been a good eighteen months trying to sort of monetize it as well. He's, um, I think he ended up taking a bit of time out of his own work, um, and he was meeting some of the brewery heads and other big businesses, and um, he'd turn up to meetings and they wouldn't turn up at all, or he. Um, we got to talk. I think the closest we got was um, he met the guy. I think it's a Dutch, Dutch, a Dutch bloke who was like the top of AIA insurance, um, and negotiated something where I think they sort of said, "Well, expats weren't really their target audience. English-speaking audience wasn't their target market, um, but they were going to give us a little bit of money." And then, unfortunately, the guy we negotiated with. Um, ended up being shipped home and someone else came and took his place so it all fell through so, and that was where Matt sort of said he can afford to keep doing this for free and uh, I think it was around the time he went off to some Supambari on, on, onwards from there um, yeah so that was pretty much my um, thing I think I I left Thailand in 2012 and I worked kept, continued working on the site itself probably to the end of 2013, which is when I, I'd, I'd gone on to Korea and then came back home, so just before I moved back to New Zealand, because I remember I'd, I'd written up about 50 club histories. I'd, I'd gone through the first division, the Premier League, the first division was starting to work my way through some of the um, lower leagues. And then I think the site basically, uh, that it sort of ended about there and I came back to New Zealand and it was mostly myself. By then it might have just been my, me and Melky still writing and tweeting. And then I and then it was just me and I gave it away early twenty sixteen when just my kids were starting to get a bit older and had a bit more else going on. Um also the difference with the commute in Bangkok to the commute here with I me mean, I was getting home later and didn't quite have that time to jump on and um yeah. all the tweeting that I had been. It is and, it is yeah. quite time consuming, isn't it? I mean, especially when you yeah. know you're doing it in addition to a, a full time job as well. And I mean, I can yeah. remember. I mean, you were. I mean, I, I said I used the word before prolific. I mean, there was a lot of content, you know. And obviously, you you had this big team, the team you you've just described there. Yeah. And th you were talking about obviously trying. I think when you were trying to monetize it and obviously trying to take it to the next level. I think that's when you kind of hit all these frustrations. And do, yeah. do you think that sort of played a part in everything coming to an, coming there, to an end? I think there, there was a few things. Like, as I said, Matt, I think from memory, was off basically unemployed for a, a year and a half or at least a year trying to help us, trying to get us. Um, he sort of quit his job to commit himself to this. Um, I think it was me not being in Thailand when it, so when when this a lot of this was going on, I mean, I didn't really hear, but I got the impression there were some things in the background where Matt and or I want to say Matt and Joseph were making had to, I think they were in a situation where they had to make a quick decision rather than bring it back to the six or seven us and have us decide yes will we do this or not. And I think that's where Nigel of something made him unhappy, so he kind of stepped back for a while and then. You don't have to go into details, Kevin. I don't know a lot of the details. <laughs> I will but have I, the lawyers I, I, listen. I will have the lawyers yeah. listen to this before it goes out, so don't worry. And that, and that's why I, I think a few years later, 
um, I think Nigel still realised he was he was the one being billed for the site, and that's when he went. And so he took it back with like back to the original web provider, um, whatever it was. It, with the nice the the newer version was WordPress, but he he'd had it on his original thing, and we went back to that. And that was where I sort of said, well, I'm not going to. On the WordPress version, the, the tables were set up with little widgets, so I could just put it in up numbers and it would just populate itself. Whereas, and the same with the pictures, I could just say team A and it would tell me exactly where that team, I'd already loaded where each team played. On the old one, it was like me keying in every, every single thing. And I was like, no, I can't do the tables and the leagues anymore. And that was when I, so the last two years, I was just doing the Twitter. Um, and then, yeah, I think Nigel, again, it basically finished with me and Nigel and then, um, like me, Nigel, so he got married, had kids and got busy as well. So, um, yeah, just sort of fizzled out around yeah. 2016-ish, 2017 sort of time, right? Yeah, but I mean, it, it, it was great. I mean, it obviously, it yeah. covered that period, didn't it? Uh, you mentioned before, you know, that, that boom, 2009. So that, that yeah. whole... That whole period directly after that, you know, there were four or five years when it really looked like things were going to take off. And I don't know how yep. closely you, you follow Thai football now, but we, we're kind of going through a, a, another transitional period where the clubs are wanting more control. There's still the issue with the broadcast deal. You've still got people running the game who really aren't necessarily always making the right decisions. Um yeah. So it was. It's good to. I think what you did, and I think it, I'm not sure if it's still out there. Is it still available? I don't know. Can we still access it? No, no. Like no. those those histories, I club histories I talked about. It, um, I've got no idea where they are now. I can't find it. no because I've actually tried looking up the website, and it looks like it's. I think the Thai FA have actually taken over. Over, or they right. had, they did for a while, and it's just a. So we, so we a, know it's in good. We know it's in good hands then. Well, I, no, they've got. No, sorry, they've taken over the domain, and there's. <laughs> What looks like a tight league table until you realise that not all the teams are actually accurately named. Um, that was the last time I looked, which was a, a few years ago. But yeah, all our work, the stuff we did, just disappeared into the ether, unfortunately, for the most part. Um, yeah, so yeah, that was fun, and um, yeah, there was, like you say, with the boom there. I don't, yeah, these days I don't really follow it as much because it's I found it harder to stream it so basically i when i remember i try and check out uh how port are going with the highlights uh on youtube is so tune in and also i used to watch a fair bit of bangkok fc so i still uh get their um their highlights through youtube as well when, when they're available i did actually notice last year that bangkok fc was streaming the games but i think by the time i realized it it was up to the playoffs and they were no longer doing it or it was only for their home games or something. So I'll keep an eye out for that this week, this year. Yeah. So um, I had a Korean team I followed and that's really my, the bulk of my football watching these days is with them um, because the Korea, I think I was just listening to your conversation with Pablo from last week and um, the Korean FA at the beginning of COVID actually created a website that live streams all the games from the top two divisions. And in fact, they've got now got an English commentator who does most of the um, first division. Unfortunately, team, my team at second division, so I just turn it on. And I just hear the crowd noise and this loud, and the, the announcers and the, and the shouting of the players. Uh, but yeah, they're looking good this year. They're top of the league with about uh, about halfway stage coming up. So hopefully next year I might get some commentary with my my games. Yeah. 
Excellent. Well, we are hoping. I mean, like I said, think, things are a bit of a, a crossroads at the moment as regards the broadcasting. And we are kind yeah. of hoping that that will happen here. I think it's a great opportunity for clubs now to take it to the next level. And, and it's the way forward, isn't it? Streaming games on the internet, having English yeah. commentary, you know, it, it's... It's it's got to happen, I think, for Thailand, and that they'll see what's happened in Japan and Korea, and yeah. I, I think they'll use that as a model, really. Because I think um, Korea were lucky with the with the launch of this thing. It was tight, happened during the COVID lockdowns, and there was I think Europe had come to a, the European leagues had all come to a standstill or something. It was like this is the first league post COVID, and yeah. and they the first one, I think they put it on Facebook as well rather than just their website, and they got heaps of viewers for the very first game and I, I mean I don't know how many more people stuck with it after that but they've carried on this um, uh, website and channel um, yeah. so, so, I, so yeah, really what, we... what, you, what you're saying Kevin is is for Thai football to prosper we need another pandemic and they need to get in quick <laughs> at, at the end yeah, of be it. The, the only the only show in town this weekend is yeah. <laughs> away we go yeah. okay um, I think it's probably a bit extreme but um, <laughs> Anyway, it's been it's been great to chat to you, Kevin, and, and lovely to hear all these old stories. It's a shame we don't have a bit more time yeah. to go into some more detail. But in summing up, is there is there anything you know, happy memories of of those times? And maybe, I mean, in your wake, I think other people have tried to do something similar. Um, so, just to sum up, give me an example of a really happy memory you've got of running the the, the website, and also any advice you'd give to people who may be thinking of doing something similar in the future. Um, with the website itself, uh, I think the relaunch we did with the the brand new version in twenty twelve was awesome because it just it was it was a much cleaner look and a lot easier to navigate than the previous one. Um, and and yeah, I guess happy memories of Thailand was the one I think our the, our favorite one was probably being at going to Pat Stadium to watch Port play and that you know like you had at Chombri you couldn't take beers in. And there was a one of the ladies at one of those little street stalls there would sell us beer, pour it into a big coffee cup like a grande thing, and we'd walk past the security guards and you knew the security guards must know what's going on, but no, we just been in with our little coffee cups full of beer and had a great time. <laughs> yeah, and so, I think yeah. I, yeah, I've got I've got experience of that as well. So <laughs> and any advice for people who are thinking of following in your footsteps? Um well I've I mean I've seen the stuff that uh Paul who had actually contributed outside as well. Um, him and I think it's Talao done Thai Thai the was it Thai Football Central, which looks really good. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, I guess it's just sort of the big one, as I said, for me was just making sure that I was consistently putting stuff out there so people can engage with. It's, um, the key, I think, to us becoming, a, I don't know if we were that big, but as big as it felt anyway, uh, was just making sure the content was there for people to um, engage with and read. And, and Twitter obviously gave you a chance for people to come back and make comments and stuff like that, which was always good. Yeah. Oh, that's that's great. And just to close, going right back to the very beginning of our chat, you mentioned the old Thai message board, the Thai football message board, which was the yeah. genesis of, for a lot of us, really. And, and people like Sven and Adam, uh, Paul Hewitt, 
who were all involved, yep. Marco, uh, all involved yep. right at the beginning, you know, and, and only a few of us are kind of left still involved. And I think it was a shame. I mean, that message board was such a great community and it, it kind of spawned was, all yeah. these little offshoots, didn't it? So it'd be nice to get that yeah. back, I think. Although our message board's still relevant. There, there's a there's a conversation <laughs> for another day. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> it's been lovely to catch up, Kevin. I've I've really enjoyed it. Um, you're welcome to come back anytime and talk about anything you want, really, as long as it's connected to Thai football. So take okay. care, mate, and we will catch up soon. Yeah, great. Good to see you again. Right. So, cheers. Thank you. Bye. Thanks. Bye. You have been listening to a special bonus episode of a Thai football podcast. Our regular weekly episodes are available every Friday on Podbean.